everybody. Yeah. Gotta talk to the gotta talk to the people. Welcome everybody Welcome. to our first episode of His Arrows Podcast. The only true Christian podcast for the, all the youth everywhere out there. So hopefully yes. to help you hopefully, guys. Hopefully this will be a blessing to all those that here. So I guess Hope we're just gonna get walk. started. Yeah. Yes. So we're gonna start with introducing ourselves. Hello, my name is Destiny. Um I born and raised in the church. Um actually Trinity and I were cousins. Um praise okay. dancing in the choir in the play. Just, intru- just introduce me. I'll just go ahead no, and introduce I'm me just, too. I'm just saying okay. like we're cousins. Like it's hard right. to like say okay. church because like we literally were raised together but um yeah and I feel like I fully you know my relationship fully evolved with God and you know maturing and growing honestly during quarantine so last year because you quarantine kind of forced me to slow down which I believe that's what God wanted for all of us and take time and spend time with him so I honestly feel like I became truly one like with him and him just you know, Christ living within me at like 19, but you know, I've always heard God. So. Oh my gosh. So you're saying that if he, if the rapture would have hit before quarantine, you wouldn't have made it. Oh my God. That would have been so scary. I'm <laughs> no, I'm that would have been so that. scary. That would have been so scary. Stop. No. I mean, like, <laughs> now I, I know had, what you mean. I'm just like, kidding. We'll actually get into that. Talking about mixtures and a mixed heart and all that, but we're just introducing now. So yeah. Okay. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Trinity. Um, what did you say? Uh, I'm currently in my <laughs> second year of college. Oh, yeah. Um, and so is Destiny. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> she forgot to say that, but yes, she's in her second year as well. Um, I would say the day I got the truth. Let's see. I went to a retreat in Alabama that talked oh. about this battle for the young and what we're going to be talking about today. Mm-hmm. Um, that really changed my perspective on church in general because I feel like when young people, teenagers, when we go to church, um, we either just think that whatever is bring preached um is for the adults that's what I used to think you know you go to children's church okay you learn about you know love or whatever um but you're not most of the time a lot of youth aren't really listening yeah and then once you but once you grow out of children's church and you're now sitting in the main sanctuary with everyone else with all the adults um or when I um grew out of children's church I still had the mindset of okay so this is just for everybody except for me like I didn't feel like any everything that was taught was for me um so when I went to Alabama and I went to this retreat and they started talking about the battle for the young and how everything that we go through um and things like that uh is a battle to either 
to either um, save you or to potentially take your life. So that's that was back in 2018. Yeah, that was a while ago now. 18, 17. But yeah, so that's when I really kind of grasped the idea um, and really started trying to figure out how I can personally um, further my development and my relationship with God and trying to grow. I think quarantine especially um, was one of those times where I was, you know, growing in God and growing in my relationship. So I don't want to take all the time, but since That's we're awesome. on, yeah. yeah, but since we're on the topic of the battle and what that yes. is, and what the battle for the young is, um, yeah. as you know, we are very closely, um, you know, we call, we follow a um, ministry that God has started and it's called Living Seed and His House. Yep. His House. And one of the leaders that he has put forth is Brother Billy. And he actually wrote a book called Battle for the Young. And we started reading it and we were like, whoa. Like and this was a while ago actually now. Um and it was just such a blessing. And ever since then it's like sparked like wildfire, not only in our hearts but um, honestly, across the globe, because not even just America, but um, Africa, Belize, like, France, France, France Germany, Brazil, Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brazil. It's just, it's spreading. So um, God put it on our hearts to, you know, make a podcast. And we got to get it together, America. <laughs> uh, we do. So this is one way that God put it on our hearts to reach to as many young people, not even just young people, but um, lives in general to, you know, hear the word of God. So we're going to start talking about battle for the young. Um, and what is the battle? What is, you're probably like, what is it? What battle are you talking about? What is it? <laughs> what is this battle? What is it about? Um, the battle for the young is all about choosing a side. So I want you to think of it as uh, different things that you've had to go through, um, especially during this time of technology, um, this time where um, mental health is really pushed. Um, what is this battle? Um, it's about choosing a side choosing either God or the world. And it's about overcoming um, different obstacles that the enemy throws at us young people in order to be able to choose a side. Um, so overcoming obstacles such as depression, anxiety, you know, sexual sin, um, overcoming things, people, you know, acceptance with friends, um, overcoming things uh, diff- just different situations that it seems like it's all happening at once because technically it is, um, but it's happening at once for a reason. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what else did you want to say about that? You know, it's a battle between, you know, 
of course, God and the enemy. And um, this battle is for your life, like battle for the young. And we're going to go through things as young people. And the devil knows that. God also knows that. That's why it's a battle for your life, you know. And another thing that uh, situations that, uh, you know, teens or young people can go through, peer pressure, you know, feeling like you need to be like everyone else and influence to do what the crowd is doing. And, you know, a big example of that is, you know, that situation where it's like being at the wrong place at the wrong time. You're just like, oh, I'll try it this once, go to this party, and a fight breaks out and the guns are taken out. And, you know, an innocent life is lost because they were just there at the wrong time, you know. And they're like, let me just try it this once. And that once cost their life or, you know, they're injured or whatever else. Just different battles that us young people go through, you know. So which leads us into who's in it, um, which I kind of mentioned a little bit. But, you know, you have these opposing sides of the enemy, devil, Satan, wicked one, whatever, whatever you want to say, call whatever you want to call him. <laughs> and God. That right, that guy, that guy over there, um, and God, you know, battling out for your life, you know, um, it's your decision. Hopefully, you choose right, you know. Right, definitely, yeah. And not only is, you know, is it a side between God and the world, but who else is in it? Us as young people. Um, it, mm-hmm. This battle starts. Usually, once you get into high school, sometimes it even starts before that. Yeah. Um, you can tell when you're in, when you've been initiated, as I like to say, when you've been initiated into the battle, when you start having uh, thoughts that you shouldn't have. <laughs> I feel like it always starts. It always starts in the head. At least it did for me. You know, things that I shouldn't have been thinking about, um, you know, you're getting into certain things that maybe you shouldn't be getting into hanging around people that you shouldn't be hanging around with that you don't realize until you might, you know, until you get into high school, things like that. So I know for me personally, um, one of the things that, uh, showed that I've been initiated, um, was when I got to high school and, um, when I had to deal with, uh, coaches for because I play basketball so just having to deal with different coaches you know it just seems like they were always yelling at me you know for something that I didn't know the reason why I thought I was doing okay you know but it just seemed like they were always getting on me and always you know yelling at me for something and things like that another um another uh situation um for that shows that you've been initiated could be grades too, you know, just the pressure of having to do well academically in high school. You know, I think that's something that we've all had to deal with. You know, I think academics and friends and peer pressure, that's something that we've all had to deal with. Those are all examples of ways that you know that you've been initiated and, um, you know, and not even, uh, not even just those, but, you know, signs of, uh, I know someone who um, ha- was struggling with suicidal thoughts, you know, that's a trick of the enemy to try to get you to take your life, you know, 
Um, so these are all types of, I could, we could sit here forever and talk about, you know, different examples. Um, but I think it's important for you to just search your own life and, uh, look through the things that show that, you know, that the enemy is trying to use to get you to choose the side of the world. Um, but yeah, it starts really, really young, you know, sometimes middle school, sometimes coming in high school, and it goes all the way up until you're like in your 30s. So it's this prime Elementary. time. Yeah, it's this prime time where, you know, uh, once you reach, once you, pro- it probably starts once you reach the age of accountability, like 12, and then once you get like 13-ish, um, that's when it starts, and that's when there's really a pool um, uh, a fight for you to get in to either, you know, for the side of the world or for the side of, um, of the Lord. So, but that also goes, goes into, you know, why is this important? I've had some people ask me that I've had a friend ask me like, what is like, why is this important? You know, um, very important. yeah, it's very important. Um, I think we all know somebody who maybe is older than us. Maybe we've heard stories. I know I've heard stories. I know Destiny's heard stories of people who did something when they were younger and ended up affecting them when they were older. Um, Perfect example is um, having premarital sex and ending up getting pregnant and then either having the baby or aborting the baby and just that decision in and of itself, even though it may not seem like something big, has an impact um, on you in the long run um, that the devil uses to come back and attack you um, once you get older. And it's yeah. decisions like those. It's decisions like um, the friends that you make. It's decisions like, um, you know, it's decisions like those that affect you when you get older and when you get out of this, you know, um, this time, I could say, uh, of being a youth and, um, you know, uh, and you can't change it. You know, the Bible says, um, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? You know? What, what can you do if the foundation that you've laid is bad? If, the, if you've made choices while you're in high school that weren't good, if you've made choices while you're in college that weren't good, in your 20s that weren't good, what can you do if that foundation is ruined, if it's not laid with Christ and living for him and trying to live for him? What can you do? Prayer can't save you, you know, um, not even divine intervention can save you because that foundation is destroyed so all of those choices that you've made now in the long run is going to affect you and it's going to be harder not only is it going to be harder for you to just live your life but it's going to be harder for you to try to live for God I mean I think we all know um, this is just a perfect example um, to show a lot of adults in the church um, who try to get back in church. And like, we all know that one church girl that always try to get back in church, you know, pray for yeah. me, you know, pray for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's because they've made decisions when they were younger that has affected them when they're older now. And now it's harder for them to get back into church. 
it's harder for them to, to get saved and to stay saved. So if you get saved now and you start living for God now, you know, you won't, when you get older, you know, you'll only be growing and flourishing. You know, if you wait until after and just say, you know, I just want to live my life. I just want to, you know, do me, you know, uh, it, it doesn't hurt to take a you know, sip of alcohol. It doesn't hurt to, you know, smoke or whatever, whatever decisions that you're making. Um, if you make those decisions now and you say, I can have God later. Okay. <laughs> when it gets to later, you're not even going to want him. And if you do, yeah. it's going to be that much harder to try to take out that foundation, you know? Um, yeah. What do you want to say, Des? And okay. speaking of, like, foundation, this is the time of foundation laying. Like, this is the time that whatever you sow right now is what you're going to reap in your future. Like, your youth now, and that's why it's so important. That's why this battle is happening. That's why it's called a battle for the young. That's why we're reaching out to, you know, older people too, everybody, but it's mainly for us young people because we're so easily influenced. And it's kind of annoying you think about it because it's like you just see everyone like following each other. Like they just do everything that the other person is doing. And that's how people of this world work. Like they just follow each other. It's like, you know, like tag your head. Okay, we're following you now or following this trend or doing this or doing that. That's why, you know, we us Christians and us young people, we call ourselves, you know, not of the world. Um, you know, we're not mm-hmm. a part of this world. We're just, you know, we're just of it. Like we're not, we just live here, you know, we're just here temporarily to do what God has for us to do. And so when you're young, it's so easily influenced to right. be able to just do something else. Just like, Oh, like I was saying earlier, you know, be influenced to go to a party just this one time something happened. Like, you know, you shouldn't have been there. Like that's yeah. not what God has for you. God has a different walk you know, for you, a different plan for your life. So don't fall into the crowd of what everyone else is doing. Because when you get older, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I wish I haven't done that. Or I wish this, like, you know, there's so many stories that we hear that, you know, a lot of adults in our church, you know, would tell us too, like, take God now, like walk with him now. Don't waste your youth because I did. And I'm still you know, asking for forgiveness. Like, it's something that still eats them mm-hmm. up, you know? Right. So it's yep. like, don't, don't waste your youth on that. And the devil knows that. The devil knows mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. your friends are going to go smoke and they're like, come on, please, just come with us. We promise nothing's going to happen to you. It'll be right. fun. You'll enjoy it. They're like, right. oh, okay. The devil's like, hi, got us. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, I always say, it's always temporary. It's like, and God, you have fullness, and God, you have joy, and God, you have love, and God, you have everything you can ever imagine. And the world and what the devil's going to try to yap in your ear about is all temporary. It's all empty. That's why you have people being depressed, being suicidal, depending on alcohol, depending on drugs, becoming drug addicts, um, alcohol, alcoholics, because it's all something they're depending on to get that, like, you know, fullest of joy or that, excuse me, contentment. And it's like, no. Yeah. You know, they're trying to find something that can help, you know, them to feel that, what is the word I'm looking for? To feel that, you know, what's that word I'm looking for? But, you know, to feel that, like, fullness, to void, feel that. To feel that void. Yeah, that's God. You know, God can give that to you. God can be there for you and give you true peace, true happiness, you know. Right. Whatever true comfort, whatever you're lacking, God fills. Exactly. That's why yeah. he, you know, 
the fullness of God. So yep. you just have to um, remember that it's a privilege to serve God. It's a privilege. We're going to go through things that may not seem, you know, fun, but mm-hmm. God knows what we can handle as his children, as his disciples, as his, you know, vessels, which leads us into our first scripture. Um, I don't know if you have it up yet, but it's Philippians 1, 29. Oh, this messes me up every time I read it's it. It's a privilege to suffer for God. Uh, I have it here. I'm going to read it in NLT. Do you have Amplified? Yeah, I do. Okay, so I'll read it in NLT and then she'll read it in Amplified. And it reads, For you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. Mm-hmm. You have the privilege to suffer him for him. I know if someone, you know, listening is probably like, huh? But just, just wait. Let Trinity My exact amplify. reaction. <laughs> what? Excuse me? Man. Um, I'm going to read it in Amplified. I'm going to read it in Good News because mm-hmm. Good News is what, what mm-hmm. messed me up. Yeah. For days. Okay, so this is Amplified. It says, um, for you have been granted the privilege for Christ's sake, not only to believe in, adhere to, rely on, and trust in him. Wow. Let me read that again. For you have been granted the privilege for Christ's sake, not only to believe in, adhere to, rely on, and trust in him, but also to suffer in his behalf. So you are engaged in the same conflict which you saw me wage and which now here to be mine still. I'm going to read it in Good News. Um, Verse 29 says, For you have been given the privilege of serving Christ, not only by believing in him, but also by suffering for him. Now you can take part with me in the battle. It is the same battle you saw me fighting in the past. And as you hear, I am, I are, and as you hear, the one I am fighting still. Man, J.B. Phillips is exactly like that one, which is such a blessing. It's like, and it talks, good news, and J.B. Phillips even mentions the battle, even mentions that even Christ is still fighting, you know? Um good version so that was we read it nlt amplified good news and then another good one is jb phillips so download an app buy a bible read it they're they're so worth it honestly yeah that's just i mean what that verse is really really saying is what i got from it when i first read it was that i feel like a lot of people a lot of young people, when they say, oh, yes, I'm a Christian, I'm living for Christ, you know, I'm keeping myself pure. Um, a lot of Christians just think that, you know, once I convert to Christianity and once I give myself to Christ, that nothing's supposed to happen. You know, it's supposed yeah, to be like no. smooth sailing, you no. know, that that if something, <laughs> right, that if something happens, it's like, oh, Lord, you know. I've got this problem, you know, it's, it's a big shock to us. And I think what this verse really says is that not only are you going to go through different things, but it's a privilege to go through those certain things, not because you're not going through these things on behalf of yourself. You're going on through these things on behalf of Christ. Um, 
So it's a privilege, it's an honor um, to be granted this opportunity to suffer for him. And if you know that that the things that you're going through are that you're going through for a reason on behalf of Christ, you know, God's not going to forget about that. God's not going to forget the fact that, you know, you may have been bullied and you got through it or you um, survived, you know, the peer pressure and things like that of your friends and in high school and things like that. He's not going to forget about that. He's not going to forget the battles that you've won. He's not going to forget the conflicts and all of the the different things that the enemy has thrown at you. He's not going to forget you overcoming those battles. So that's why we were saying overcoming them now is what is going to secure your inheritance for later, is what's going to secure your growth later. Um, And that's just what's going to happen. You know, you suffer for him now and he's going to give you glory later. And I would rather suffer now and get glory later than get glory now and suffer later because... And you're suffering for God if you think about it. There's no yeah. other way to suffer than for God than suffering in the world, and you're suffering because the devil's playing with your mind, and the devil's just throwing tricks at you. So you're just suffering for no reason. You're just suffering to suffer. But when you suffer for God, like Trinity mm-hmm. said, you have an inheritance filled up. And most importantly, when it's time for you to go home, and home is heaven, you get eternal life. You right. get to live beyond right. this earth, right. you know, which fades away, but his word is forever. His word is long lasting. His life is long lasting. You get to experience that. And when you get in front of him for your judgment, the best thing you could ever hear is good job. Well done, faithful servant. You know, because you went through the suffering. You pushed through. It's not, Christianity is not smooth sailing. And it's so sad when you hear stories of people, you know, coming to Christ and becoming Christians and believers. And they started going through stuff. And they're like, whoa, this is not supposed to happen. Then they leave. And they're like, okay, this is not for me. And go try other religions or just become atheist or whatever else. It's like, God's not real because I was going through all this stuff. What? It's Mm -hmm. suffering for God. It says that in his word. Mm -hmm. It's not going to always be smooth sailing. He gives, I I heard this somewhere. Like he gives his toughest battles to his strongest angels. Like he knows what we can Mm -hmm. handle. He's not going to put too much on you that he knows is going to break you. You know, you're stronger than you think, especially when you have the word of God as your guide as your strength as your encouragement as your comfort as your armor there's nothing you cannot do no matter what it is man forget that he is always gonna put more on your plate because he wants you to be trusting in him i know a lot of people say that you know god wouldn't put more on me than i can handle no he's always gonna put more on you that you can handle because you're because you shouldn't be trusting in your own strength to get through it that's what Mm -hmm. we don't understand as believers Mm -hmm. we think that if we just keep pushing and if we just keep grinding we just keep hustling you know that we're gonna make it through well you're not gonna make it through this battle you're not gonna make it through the next the next this tomorrow the day after Mm -hmm. that next week through your own strength that's what we don't understand Right. So that goes into how do we overcome this battle? How how do we do it? You do it in Christ. Yeah, yeah. he's always going to put something. He's always going to put a situation, 
put uh, put up a mountain in front of you that when you look at that thing, you're like, Lord, there's no way that I can get through this. And he's saying, good. Yes, you're right. There is no way that yeah. you can. You but can. I can. Right. Yeah. But I can do it. So right. if you trust in me and if your strength lies in me, this yeah. mountain can be moved. Right. It'll be it'll look like nothing, you know. So that goes into how do we overcome this battle? You know, yeah. how do we overcome uh, depression, anxiety? How do we overcome peer pressure? Um, yeah. Both. Well, it starts spiritually. Let's just start there. Uh, it starts with choosing a side. You have to choose a side. You can't be in between. I mean, uh, that's a mixed heart, and yeah, God yeah, not that's, like that. Yeah, that's a that's a heart of something on that um, too that I know a lot of people do, and I did before, not fully, but you. What I'm talking about is a mixed heart, a public altar where you go to church, like, "Amen, the word was so good." Take your notes, and you get home, and throughout the week, you don't even touch your Bible, you don't even touch right. your notes, you don't spend time with God. Maybe you'll pray over your food that's it maybe you'll pray when you're about to travel somewhere that's it that's a mixed heart you can't just go to god and have god when you want him but then you're always in the world god's not there you may think that god's there but he is not he does not like mixture because you're still in darkness god doesn't dark and light does not mix they're opposing forces they do not mix they Mm -hmm. at all darkness may make you think that oh yeah you're fine you know you're doing all this god yeah god's here god's not there he does not deal with darkness either light or nothing so mixed hearts he can't stand that he does not like that darkness is not his friend darkness is his enemy that's why we call the devil the enemy you know right yeah so he's going to confuse you and make you think you're doing okay you're fine Mm -hmm. but no you have to fully commit your life to god yeah that in the bible it calls that mixed heart lukewarm yes Um, oh revelations 3 15 a lukewarm um, Christian. Oh, it says, "I know thy works, that thou art neither hot nor cold." I wish that thou wert hot or cold. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spew thee out of my mouth. My mouth. I'll read that mm-hmm. in another translation, so that. Yeah, I have um, an here. Go ahead, go ahead, and I'll read. I know, I know all the things you do that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish you were one or the other. But since you are like lukewarm water, I will spit you out my mouth. Then before says, I know your record of works and what you are doing. You are neither hot nor cold. Would that you were hot or cold, which means I, I wish that you were one or the other. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot or cold, I will spew thee out of my mouth. So basically what this verse is saying is that there's no way that you can be hot and cold for God. You're either one or the other. Mm-hmm. And that if you are mixed, if you are hot or cold, or in this verse says, if you are lukewarm, ooh, yeah. if you are lukewarm, God says that he would just rather you be cold yeah. than be a mixture. Mm-hmm. He would rather you be one of the other. Don't be in between. You know, and it also says, you know, in the Bible that we can't serve two. You can't serve two masters. You'll either hate one and love the other, cling yeah. to one. 
Um, so God is a uh, jealous God. He wants your full attention. Yeah. So there's no way I know. And this is a verse that I think a lot of youth um, speaks to a lot of youth is because I think this is us. You know, we want to be there for God, but we also want to do things of the world because there's all those temptations. There's all those different things that we want to try. We want to experiment. You know, we want to do things that other people are doing. Um, and that's because that's an all that all of those things are tricks of the enemy. The enemy wants you to enjoy those things and forget about God. You know, just go to God. On, you know, make sure you just go to church on Sundays and make sure you show up and make sure you can even go to Bible study too during the week. You know, two days out of out of the yeah. week, and then you could do whatever you want to do the rest of, the rest of the week. You know, yeah. But that's unfortunately that's not how it works. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. that's not what's going to get you to heaven. And unfortunately, that's not how you're going to get glory. Um, so you have to make a decision. Do I want to be for the world or do I want to be for God? And once you make that decision, that decision is going to determine if you're going to overcome and win in this battle or in different battles and situations that come up or if you're going to lose. Um, yeah. and trust me, you don't want to lose these types of battles. You know, you don't want to, these are battles that you need to win and you need to learn from now because like, like, like we're talking about once you get to, you know, your forties and, and above, you know, those decisions are going to come back and, and haunt you. So, yeah, so you can't be yeah. hot or cold. You have to choose a side. Um, another way to what else do you have for to overcome this battle what was yours um Philippians 4 13 um another verse that I know once we read it everybody's like oh I know that verse um <laughs> where is it and it reads for I can do everything with the help of Christ who gives me the strength I need you know um we can do anything through Christ as we were just talking about earlier you have unpenetrable unstoppable strength when you have God you know when you have his word there's nothing you cannot do so you can overcome this battle you know you can overcome sin and temptations and the tricks of the devil you know even if you're fully you know of God and you know Christ is living within you and you let his life shine and you go day to day with living for him and your word but you still have obstacles and challenges which we do as his, you know, children, as God's believers and Christians, you can overcome it because you have the word of God. You have his life, you know, that's all you need to overcome these battles. So don't feel like you're not, you know, you're too weak or you can't do it or you're tired. Keep going. God wants to see your endurance. He wants to see if you're going to push through or, you know, if you're going to be like, I can't do this anymore. Because yeah. if we're living you know, as Christ, as our example, read about Christ, read his story. He went through so much. He literally was crucified. And I would never forget, we watched, um, I think it was the Passion, the Passion I don't know, of Christ, of Christ when like we were in movie. Sunday school. Auntie Heather played it for our Sunday school. And I would never forget the scene of when he was being crucified. And it was just so heart-wrenching, just seeing that as, I don't know, what were we, like 10, 11, young. And just, I never forgot that. So it's like a visual to God's word. If you can't understand, 
go watch the movie, like, and see right. that scene. That's not even half of it. Like, Jesus went through so much for us, to save us. So imagine what you're going to go through. And this generation is getting worse and worse. There's just so much that tries to pull us towards, you know, sin and darkness. Right. But you have to overcome the battle. You have to push through. You have to keep going, you know. Right. You can't yeah. stop. I mean, I think everybody knows the verse, greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. And I know we say that all yep. the time. We say that to little kids, you know, but we don't necessarily think about what that actually means. Is that there's more of Christ in you than there is in the whole world. That's yep. a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. You know what I mean? To think that there's more of him than the whole world, this whole world combined is that means that there's a lot of Christ in you, but it's yeah. up to you to choose that side. Um, I want to talk about like something practical. We talked about like how to overcome spiritually mm-hmm. having Christ, but I want to talk about what that means on a daily basis, yeah. how to overcome on a daily basis. So after you've like given your your life to Christ and you made that decision, the first thing that you want to do is start reading the word, the yeah. word of God is the ultimate equipment that you use to arm yourselves for every battle that you're going to step out into. Um, You want to equip yourself with his word because it's what's going to keep your mind right. It's it's what's going to keep you um, right with God. Um, And just, it's all about developing that relationship with him. Um, I know, especially, um, us youth, we say, okay, fine, you know, I'll give my life to Christ, you know, you, you confess your sins, you repent, and things like that, you ask God to come into your life, and then we just think we're done, right, and then we just think God's just supposed to start working, you know, well, you know, imagine, <laughs> imagine trying to, imagine this scenario, imagine you meet somebody, right, for the first mm-hmm. time, you just mm-hmm. introduce yourself. It's like, hi, my name is Trinity. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. And you don't see that person for weeks. And then they call you and say, hey, um, I'm, uh, you know, I need, a, I need a jump. You know, my car, my car is stuck. I, I need to come. Can you, you have some jumper cables? Are you, what is the likelihood of you helping out that person? Yeah. You just met them once. You don't know them. You know, you don't know who they are yet. They're asking you for help. That's what it's like. That's how it is. That's how God feels <laughs> when we when when we give ourselves to, to Christ and make that decision. And then we go weeks, we go months, we go years without even reading the Bible. And then when we get in trouble, we're like, oh, Lord, I need you. You know, yeah. like, where are like, where are you, God? You know, well, that's not how it works. You know, you have to develop a relationship. And that starts every single day. So that starts with praying every day and that starts with being in his word every day. And I know that this is just going to be, it's difficult because it's difficult for me now. And it's something that we have to work on, but you have to, there is a thing called discipline (laughs) that you have to have. You have to have a discipline in order to study every day, you know, and it can just start with, you know, um, I don't know if you guys like have the Bible out, but if you do, um, turn on notifications for the, what is it? The word of the day and just study on that every single day, easy 10, 15 minutes, read over that, 
read through that through different translations, um, yeah. write it down in a notebook, you know, try Take to figure out what day. it means. Yeah, try yeah. to figure out what it means. Some What I started doing, I started just looking up every word, you know, like if it would talk about strength or power, I would look up, you know, the, the definition of strength and power and I try to relate that <laughs> and try to relate that to myself. Yeah, but you have to start building a relationship or else you just making the decision to live for God has, you know, and it's not going to translate into actually living for God. If you don't read his word, if you don't develop a relationship with you, you know, I think that's where I think a lot of, um, I think a couple generations before us, I think like Caprice's generation. So like people who are like in, about to be in their thirties now, Our cousin, that generation, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> that generation, I think, is where it fell off of, you know, not reading the word anymore. Um, yeah. But, but it's, it's especially in this generation because we say, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. Okay. Do you read the word every day? Well, you know, on <laughs> Sundays, you know, so it can't. Or those, um, the, I, I forgot there's a name for them, but I just call them seasonal Christians. So, and they say Easter. Uh, right. So they'll go mm-hmm. Easter and Christmas. That's the only time right. they go to church. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, but you know, it's, it's, it's a discipline. Um, and the only thing is it has to be every day. Yeah. If you skip a day, you'll see the day that you skip a day, all hell is going to break loose. (laughs) Cause everything starts happening. The sky falls itself. That's self getting in the way. And the devil knows that. So he's like, ha, got you. You're not in your word, you know, or if, you are in your word, he's going to keep throwing, you know, things at you to get you off. Right. So, oh, we're having a family dinner tonight. Sorry, Lord. I know I said I was going to meet with you tonight, but I got to go to this. So simple. Easy as that. You know? Simple distraction. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. you know, the devil knows that. And so that's why it is so important to be in your word. And as you continue to grow with God, your, your time's going to get you're going to see, you're going to, you know, not even keep track of time. You're going to be mm-hmm. spending so much time in his word. Like I remember when mm-hmm. I first started out, it would be like 10, 15 minutes. And then it went to 30. Mm-hmm. Then it went to 45. Now I spend like an hour and a half, sometimes more in his word. That's why mm-hmm. I, I always get up extra early in the morning. Like I'll get up at seven o'clock in the morning. So there's no time limit for however right. long God wants to meet. And then when we're done, I'll go about the rest of my day, you know, work out, shower, mm-hmm. breakfast, get ready for work and school, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but I always wake up extra early because you never know what the Lord is going to reveal to you. But as you're starting out, like Trent said, start with the Bible app, you know, whatever the word of the day, spend 10, 15 minutes with the Lord. You never know. Sometimes he'll spend more time with you than you think. Like, you're like, oh, that's the time by the time you're done. Don't be distracted on your phone. Keep track of the time. Like, wow, we've been going for 15 minutes. 50, Just be yeah, in the moment with God. <laughs> I put my phone take, far yeah. away. Take out your Bible, I would say. I think something that could help you keep from distractions of Instagram and all social media. Um, If you do use the Bible app, just get the verse and then pull out your Bible and use your Bible. Because if you use your phone, you might be tempted to, okay, oh, I just got a notification. Let me, let me just check this real quick. And that turns into 15 minutes on Instagram, just scrolling. Um, And guess who's going to randomly be sending you notifications? 
right, the devil. Yeah. He oh, knows yeah. our minds. Yeah. He knows mm-hmm. we're easily distracted by Instagram or your friend texts you, want to FaceTime. You're like, oh, shoot, I do want to talk to them. It's been a while, you know? Right. So yeah. just being focused and in the moment in your time with God is so important. Yeah, that's like the first that's the first and like the most important thing, because once you start to get into his word, things are going to start opening up. I know one of the things that used to drive me crazy when I was younger, um, my dad, I remember we used to have like family altar time when we would like talk about the word. Um, or sometimes my dad would just start talking. That's just how he is. He'll just mm-hmm. start. He'll, something yeah. would just come up. He'll, he'll just start talking. Um, and, you know, always got to, those are the times when you really want to listen. But anyway, he'll just start talking. And I used to be like, you know, I don't understand anything that you're saying. Like, yeah. how, I, like what are you talking? I remember he brought up uh, the verse. Um um let's see it's matthew 6 24 um, let me go to it we're gonna talk about this in our next episode it's gonna be about uh self but yeah Ma- matthews because that's the next thing that matthew 6 24 i'll read it in the amplified says um Matthew 6. Oh, Matt, Matthew 16, not 6, 16, sorry, 24. Six, Matthew 6, 24 is good too, definitely. Yeah, that's matter of fact, the, that's about serve two, two men. Yeah, that <laughs> that's what I was, yeah, um, Matthew 16, 24. Exactly. Uh, Matthew 16, 24 in the Amplify says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to be my disciple, let him deny himself disregard lose sight of and forget himself and his own interests we'll talk about that later and take up his cross and follow me cleave steadfastly to me conform wholly to my example and living and if need be in dying also good lord um let's see in the good news it said and Jesus said to the disciples, if anyone wants to come with me, he must forget himself, carry his, his cross, and follow me. In the King James Version, it says, take up his cross daily. NLT says, shoulder your cross. I love mm-hmm. that. Well, yes, yes. Um, and, and it also says, if you try to keep your life for yourself, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will own your soul in the process. Is anything worth more than your soul? Mm. Mm. Is anything worth more than your life, than your soul? Right. You yeah. know? Yeah. In, uh, in Luke 9, 23, it says the same thing, except it says, And he said unto them, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. So we're going to talk about denying self in our next episode, but yeah, we're kind of skipping a step, but we'll come back to it. But the second step uh-huh. is to take up your cross daily and yeah. taking up your cross daily is all about being in his word, 
every single day. So it literally says in the Bible, take up, take up your cross, yeah. you know, take up, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the crucifixion of self and things like that. That'll bleed into that, but taking up your cross daily, um, your relationship with God, developing it daily is all about that. Um, so anyway, I was telling a story. I don't remember what I was talking about, but um, the moral of that story that went off on a tangent was about just how I didn't understand the word. And mm -hmm. my dad used to tell me, well, are you reading it? You know, if the only time that you're reading the Bible is at is during church, or the only time you open the Bible is one day or two days out of the week, you know, you're not going to understand any anything that is being either preached in church or anything about the Bible in general. Yeah. You know, um, I remember I had friends who used to tell me, you know, they, they weren't Christians. And they're like, oh, you know, Trin, like, I know you're a Christian, you know, um, you know, and to them, the Bible was just a book of stories. And yeah. I, I told them, I was like, you know, the Bible is not going to make sense to you because you don't believe in it. Yeah. The Bible is not going to make sense to unbelievers, first of all, and the Bible is not going to make sense to those who don't read it. So if you don't yeah. read the Bible, you're not going to understand the Bible. I mean, uh, just look at Jesus when he used to uh, speak to the disciples. He spoke to the disciples clearly, but he spoke to the multitude and the crowd in parables. Mm -hmm. So in order to, um, you know, be a disciple is something we'll talk about too later. Um, but you have to read his word you know you have yeah. to engage yourself in a study every single day or else you know what you know or else your relationship in general is not going to flourish oh it's going to be yeah. static you know and you're going to find yourself falling into temptations of the devil you're going to find yeah. yourself losing battles that are winnable you're going to find yourself in situations that you could easily get out of if you would have just you know been in your word that day you know because yeah. I know I know I already know the day that you miss I'm telling you the day that you miss that one day that you miss you know not being in his word all hell breaks loose and it's bad yeah it's bad. yeah and you know one thing that I always make sure to pray for especially before entering my time with the Lord and in his word it's for wisdom it's for knowledge it's for insight mm -hmm. show me what you're you know what tell me or show me what you want to show me in your word like I'm trying to look for the word I mean the word for that but no that makes sense you know yeah give me insight to what you're about to take me into I because that's mm -hmm. how you grow like you don't want to just sit there wasting your time wasting God's time like just so confused make sure you're going with a pure heart with an right. open heart with good intentions ready to hear what he has for you because that's how you grow that's how you grow in knowledge. That's how you grow in wisdom. That's how you grow in your relationship with him. And also maturity. That's mm -hmm. also how you grow. I am always told, oh my gosh, you're so mature. You're so mature. I've been told that from a very young age. It's God. So have I. God. Like, right. yeah, we have always been told that. And it's because we've truly opened our hearts to God to hear what he has for us and, and, and see where he's taking us, you know. And you can only do that in his word daily you know yeah. it's yeah. really day and night but start you know yeah working. yes meditate yeah. on the word day and night yes yes yeah you know I think and so yeah I think another thing 
Uh, that's important to note here, even though we're giving you ways that you can start off. First thing is, it's not our relationship. So you have to kind of find what's right for you, times yeah. that's right for you. Um, you know, um, we can only help you so much. You know, it's really, my dad always talks about, it's a vertical thing. It's you and God, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we can't, uh, you can like take, you could take our advice for sure. You know, mm -hmm. that's, of course, that's what we're trying to, to do is we're trying to help you. Um, but ultimately, it's going to be up to you. And it's um, your quiet time um, is dependent on what you do and how you do it um, and what works for you. Like, you know, yeah. you're not work to wake up at 7 a.m. every morning and <laughs> have your quiet time. Yeah. It might be after after school, you know, after, you know, whenever you have that time. So you have to kind of figure out what's right for you um, and, you know, just start, you know, start small. Um, I know there's some people when they get into the church and they want to start doing things for God, you know, oh, okay, I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. every morning. Um, it'll be like their New Year's resolution. It's like, I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. Yeah. And, okay, and I'm going to start and I'm going to get in my Bible and I'm going to read for two hours. Okay. Oh. You know, that. okay, if that's where you want to start, go ahead. But I don't know if you're going to be able to keep that up. So you want to yeah. have something, you know, that you're going to, keep up and have a discipline for something that can yeah. be a routine and then you'll see you know it'll 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 grow and grow and grow like the more uh god uh will speak to you and will show you things in the scripture and you know it's things like those that um or it's things that he uh that he shows you in his word that is going to keep you coming back you know it's yeah. going to keep you oh okay that that was really interesting that was really good you know, and, you know, he'll always wet your palate to come back. Yeah. He'll always, you know, it's like reading a book, leave you on a cliffhanger so that you can come back for more and read again yeah. and keep going. So he's always yeah. going to keep you coming back for more. Um, but you have to, you know, be disciplined in that. Um, and it's such a, it's such an encouragement too. Like I love every, and that's what keeps me coming back personally. It's like, every time I'm in his word, I feel so encouraged. Like, I feel like on fire. Like, it was just, like, such a good, like, you know, like, pep talks. People get pep talks before games and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I just feel like it's such a good, like, way. That's why I personally like doing the morning. It's such a good way to start off my day because I take whatever we talked about, whatever he placed in my heart and showed me, I take that throughout my day. And it's a reminder, you know, constantly throughout the day of what we spoke about that morning. And it's just, it's so encouraging it's such a great feeling and you know yeah. it's something that i pray everyone who's listening who whoever you know experiences because you can you yeah. can it's not for us i don't want to say who are seasoned but like it's not for us who's been in the word and you know has been a believer pretty much all their life it's for those who are even if you're willing to start now and say you're 17 go ahead you know start now it's never too late especially if you're young don't think oh i'm 18 i'm an adult now i'm not like really young young you're young start now seriously yes. you can do it I'd rather start now than later yeah but i think yeah even for me too like one of the things that i feel because like i said when i was younger i was looking for i didn't understand the word now what keeps me coming back is i just learned so much now 
like you'll get to the point where you'll just be learning a lot and you're like dang like that's really that's that's some really good truth you know that's really profound and that's what keeps me coming back I feel like I learned something new about the word every single day and it's fulfilling yeah. for me because that's what I've always wanted I wanted to just understand the word I remember just yeah. being in church never being under understand what's happening what you know uh my pastor, who's my dad, what he was talking about. I didn't understand. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Why am I writing down notes? You know? Um, But now I think um, he individually, he'll give you uh, a reason to come back. And I feel like my reason for coming back is I get to learn something new, you know, for you, Destiny, it's, it's being able to be encouraged, you know? So it's different for different people, but the most important thing is that you just, you get into the word yeah. Um, making sure that you're in it every single day. Yeah. So, and with that, uh, I want to leave y'all with this scripture that is a blessing to us. Even our conference call that we're a part of, it's like a staple that was like over, a, a, you know, was being repeated a lot last year. And it's First Timothy four twelve, um, and I'm gonna read it in the NLT, which is the um, New Living Translation. And it reads, don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you teach and the way you live in your love, your faith, and your purity. And the J.B. Phillips version also says, don't let people look down on you because you are young. See that they look up to you because you are an example to them in your speech and behavior and your love and faith and sincerity. Concentrate until my arrival on your reading and on your preaching and teaching. Never forget that you received the gift of proclaiming God's word when the assembled elders laid their hands on you. Like, it's just oh, such a blessing. It really yeah. is. And you can be that blessing as long as you give your life to Christ and, you know, spend time with the Lord. You can be that example to others as well and just create little wildfires everywhere. That's what we're here to do is to bring more lives to Christ and yeah, his truth more, and his word. Yeah more young lives I think a lot of especially parents I see it in the church all the time parents who serve God and their kids don't you know it'll be like one kid out of like three it'll be no kids out of two kids you know it'll be you know um and you know my aunt you know uh used to just tell me all the time you know how she's struggling a little bit you know um with like with like her son you know and trust me I know because I see it all the time you know but and I told her I said you know it's up to us as other young people you know um it's up to it's not up to the parents anymore you know once you reach the age of accountability you know the parents can only do so much yeah yeah it says that the parents job is to direct us as arrows and to aim, uh, aim us into God's direction and to let him go. That's what, that's what they're supposed to do. Um, but it's up to us as other young people to encourage other young people that we know, whether our friends, our family, whoever, so that we can inspire those to keep going, keep pushing and making sure, you know, that we're all going in the same direction, um, as Christ. And I think just off of that verse, um, 
not only is it important to not let people despise you because you're young or think that you're too young to start living for God, but it says to be an example, Yeah, which is important. So be an example to other youth, you know, in, in your speech, in your love, in your conduct, in your faith, in your purity. Yeah. Ooh, say that in your purity. Anyways. Yes. Um, you're a part. But yeah. Be an example. So not only is it important to, you know, make sure that you're growing, you know, but make sure that you're checking on other people. You know, that doesn't mean to go out and, you know, criticize and, you know, people and, oh, oh, girl, you need to get your life together, you know, that type of thing. But just being, yeah, yeah, but just being a light, um, being a light to those, shining, just living your life. Trust me, if you live your life, if you live your life with the light of Christ in you, that's all that needs to be said. You know, yeah. people will come to you and say, how are you doing it? You know, I, I used to get people ask me all the time because I went through a lot of stuff in high school with athletics and with basketball and, you know, with not playing and things like that. And people used to ask me, how did you do all of that? You know, I was the only you know, black girl in the whole school. It was a small school, yeah. mostly full of, yeah, mostly uh, white. And they're like, how did you do that? Like, how did you, how were you able to be there for three years? Because uh, I had transferred. How were you able to be there for three years and s- still graduate? You know, how are you able to be on that team, be the only black girl on the, only black girl on the team and still be able to get through it? And honestly, I was like, well, I got to thank God because that was the only way I was going to be able to do it. You know, so just being an example, shining that light, it's enough. You won't have to say something all the time because um, your life will speak louder than your words. I think another thing that um, happens a lot in the churches right now is we have pastors preaching, people uh, preaching and, and things like that, talking about stuff. And they themselves haven't done it, you know. Um, they themselves aren't even a part of what they're talking about. You've, I mean, it's 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 bizarre to think that people, you know, would do that, but they do. You know, they'll talk about, oh, you know, we need to love our neighbors, and they themselves haven't done it. So yeah. it's being, yeah, you, it's it, we talk a lot in America. Oh, I'm gonna do this. Oh, I'm gonna do that. But when it gets time to do it, we don't do it. So it's about you know, not just talking all the time. It's more of a a life and of living of the light because, you know, lights don't talk. (laughs) When you turn on a light, it doesn't just start talking, you know? Even if you ask Alexa to turn it on, it's not going to start, the light itself (laughs) is not going to start talking. You know what I mean? So what does the light do? It just shines. That's all, that's all it's supposed to do. That's all it's made to do. Yeah. It's all it does is shine. It doesn't it doesn't talk. It doesn't. Oh well, you know, girl, you need really just need to get in His Word, you know. And that's what I don't want, you know, you guys to think that we're doing. All we're doing is just trying to encourage you. you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we want to make you aware of this battle. We want to make yeah. you aware of things that we see other youth getting caught up in. Yeah. You know. So yeah. I think this this is a great time to wrap up. Um, yeah. I don't, I just realized our name, His Arrows Podcast, the the reasoning behind it. Um, we didn't say that earlier. 
So since this is like oh. the intro episode, uh, the verse that we got it from, which is Psalm 127.3, it reads, Children are a gift from the Lord. They are rewards from him. Children born to a young man are like sharp arrows in a warrior's hand. Like we are God's arrows. We are his prized possessions. Like as his arrows, allow him to point to where he wants you and let him just throw you. Let him release you. You know, that's what we're here for. You know, if he wants you here and letting your light shine and your life to speak for itself. If he wants you here, let him point to where he wants to send you to touch lives, to shine, to show Christ's life through your life. You know, so that's where we got the his arrows from. So like we didn't mm-hmm. mention that earlier. But yeah. Oh yeah. Now we can wrap up. But uh, Yeah. Well, we want to thank you guys for being with us here. Uh, this is great. I think a great discussion. So great first episode. Um Yes. The next so episode for the future. Yeah. The next, next episode episode will be yeah, Denying we'll be talking, self. Yeah, we'll be talking about flesh. self. Yes. We'll be talking about that first that. part of that Luke and Matthew verse to deny yes. self, what that means as youth. What is that? What yeah. is self? Um, yeah. What does it do? Where did it come from? Why it yeah. does what it does? Yes. Why it keeps people out of heaven and so on and so forth. We'll be talking about that. Um, mm-hmm. But we want to thank you guys for being with us. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you yeah. follow our Instagram, which is uh, his arrows dot or his dot arrows podcast. There we go. There we so go. Make sure yeah. you follow us. Yeah, and if you guys have uh, any questions or prayer requests, um, anything, any concerns if, yes. um, that you guys just you know want to ask, you guys can email us at our email. Which is also his dot arrows podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> yes. So please feel free if you would like. But we want to thank you guys for tuning in and being with us. Thank you. And yes. We hope that you guys have a blessed day and a blessed week. Yes. And we'll be back again this time next week with another episode. Thank you guys. Bye. Have a blessed day.